Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Testament crew here for another Shades of Blue soccer show with the proper introduction that time. So everyone, after well the show, please vote in the comments who you want to do the intro from here on out. Cody, so keep it the same or switch it up with me. Does that prove that Allie doesn't listen to Cody? Yes. <laughs> I'm not putting that up for a vote that because proves. there's no way I will win that vote. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing beyond. It's not as easy as it sounds. Okay. <laughs> But we are here again, and it's the full squad. I'm Cody. Jordan I'm Robert. Thad. Allie. We don't really do that enough. I don't. Should we be doing that every time? Do people know who we are by our voices? You know, if they've been listening for a while, I think they know. But you know, we probably should. Because we're getting new listeners all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, should we actually do the full introduction, like our actual names? Day. You know, like more than just the first name. Okay, Thad. Would you like to do that? This is Thad Bell, the Blue Testament. <laughs> Robert Russert, <laughs> who's apparently not of the Blue Testament. Of the Blue Testament, sorry. Pardon uh, me. I'm, I'm Cody Bradley. <laughs> of the Blue Testament. <laughs> and multimedia outlets. <laughs> and I'm Allie Trost, also of the Blue Testament. TBT. TBT. Okay, so the Dallas game was a while ago now. We don't want to dwell on it, but we are going to have a we have a dedicated time to... Johan Kraze appreciation. Johan love. <laughs> but let's do let's do some like quick Thank you, Johan. Let's let's do some quick fire takes from that game. And who's is that, up first? Is that cool? Cody. Um just give me anything something you liked, uh, a hot take, anything along those lines. Would better be quick. Okay. Go Robert. Bad. Mine is I'm still loving the fact that we had at one point three homegrown young players on the left side, and they're not only holding their own, they're doing well. Kind of quick. I'll, I'll allow that one. <laughs> Bob. 
Well, I mean, Mr. Zendejas in the back line struggled a little bit, so that was a bit of a problem. But, uh, you know, we survived. And then the other one is that uh, Diego Wait, 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 Rubio. wait, wait. You said mine wasn't quick? He's I was, rambling. I was going to go around again for another one. Oh, uh, okay. All right. And you cool. would go negative. I would. I have, somebody's got to. Ali, give me something. Kyrie Shelton is amazing and is our center forward. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, Daniel Shallowy getting that shot off in the box with like seven guys around him. Is that an accurate count? Or is this just like... I looked. I looked. You might. You guys <laughs> might debate me on two of them, but I'm saying seven were in his vicinity. I think there was vicinity. probably 11 opponents on that field. <laughs> General vicinity. Do you have another one, Thad? Second takes. Go around. I'm still in love with Johan's shot. Oh, cute. Yeah, can't be mad at that one. I, I'm going to go negative again. Diego Rubio, not so much. I'm also going to go negative. Emiliano Amor. Eek. Eh? Okay. Not sure. Do we get to debate any of these? Or... Uh, eventually. I figured I figured we will talk about some of them. Um, My favorite thing from the game was not Krause's goal, but his celebration. Just exactly. the, like, pure relief and joy and freaking finally that came out. Like, uh, he did, like, every celebration in the book. He did, like, the jump and fist pump, the slide, <laughs> the, like, let the team come and celebrate and scream around him. It was great. And Exultation, you could say. Just to speak to that really quick, when I talked to Johan after the game and asked him, like, how it felt going in front of the cauldron, hearing all of them chanting his name, he just – he – and I thought this was kind of cool. He referenced back – to kind of that time earlier in the season when he struggled a bit and had a hard time really finding his own with the team. And that hearing them then cheer his name after that goal, just it felt even better for him. And I think that's cool just because as much as we all criticize Croze and all of that, it was interesting to see from his perspective like that, you know, he wasn't – he wanted to improve. Like he wants to do well for this team, for this club, for the fans. And just to hear him like that that – time with the team really sticks with him and makes him want to be better. And I think that was kind of cool. Yeah, Did he, you tear up a little, Ellie? I, I started stopping. <laughs> I had to actually walk off the field. <laughs> and we kind of asked him the same thing in the locker room, and he said when I asked him what he was thinking when the caller was mm-hmm. chanting, thank you, Johan, and he was like, it was emotional. <laughs> oh, I like his sweetheart. I like his accent. All right. So continue the love. Thad, you were gushing about him a little bit ago. How much did you like the goal? Talk about it. No, the goal was amazing. Um, And even Johan will admit he was lucky. He goes, I was lucky. But uh, he also added in, it has been years of training in order to get to the point where he was lucky. So Mm -hmm. he knows how to hit balls. But he was still lucky in doing it. But it was such a beautiful ball. It had that nice little curve away and just inside the post. It just about couldn't be placed Completely unstoppable. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And that was Johan Krause in that moment, the outside of his foot, just incredibly placed ball. Like that was unbelievable. Yeah, that's a dream scenario. The way that ball fell to him so perfectly in open space. No one was stepping to him. And thanks to the efforts of Kyrie Shelton fighting. got lucky that a defender popped the ball that up whole, to Johan. The whole entire goal was lucky, if you ask me. Like, <laughs> like we, it was just a very strong effort, which resulted in a very poor clearance from FC Dallas. Like, it wasn't even like a lucky shank. It was like, Dallas, what are you doing back there? Can't yeah. clear that ball? Are you joking? Yeah, it was Kyrie taking on the entire defense that 
caused it. I'll, that's how I'll phrase it. And then they watch as the ball like floats through the air, and Krause, completely unmarked, approaches and just. Also, I'll accept that for now, but I, 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 I will uh, reserve the right to come back to this at a later point. Okay. We were just talking about how you, m- making your own luck, and that's exactly what Kyrie did there. I will. I'm. I'm not going to argue it right now. I will reserve the right to come back to this later. Pure, pure muscle carried that ball into the box, and I don't care what happened after that. That's all I'm talking about. And trust me, I do like Kyrie. He's a good guy, not been the one that's been down on him the whole time and all that stuff. He does do a lot for this team, so I'm, I'm not going to argue that point. But let's move on to the next one. Well, a natural transition to that is what did Rubio do the whole time he was in there? Well... Until you stole my natural transition there. I was going to set you up for your is or isn't. Oh. Wow. Already into that? Okay. Ellie, sing us some Bob intro music for Bob's is or isn't. <laughs> oh, Jeopardy theme she actually thought good. about it. I got <laughs> This is going to be my big break into the music industry, so. I'm surprised you actually leaned forward. I just thought you were going to tell me to. <laughs> Why did I all of a sudden get Paula Abdul? I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Hey, that's a compliment. I, it is. <laughs> I actually get told that I look like a lot of female musical artists from or, time to time. Except one time I was told I look like Mariah Carey, which I'm flattered. She's a beautiful woman. We are not of the same ethnical descent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure. Maybe the person that was seeing me yeah. perhaps was drunk, was drunk see, or they don't see color, which is good for them. I actually, I've gotten J-Lo quite a uh, bit, which yeah. is a huge compliment. I will never, ever be like, no, I don't. I'll be like, oh, sure, you think that? Great. Like, that's awesome. Keep, keep, keep name and, dropping. you know, today, a little bit of I Dream of Jeannie, don't you think? With the... I think it's the earrings. Uh, uh, I like yeah. the earrings. I like crazy <laughs> earrings, though. So for name? everyone who can't see us, because we Sad are a podcast. Old man. What was her name? <laughs> I Dream of Jeannie. Who played Barbara that? Eden. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Nice. I uh, <laughs> have blonde? a familiar face. I am kind More of blonde blondish. now. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm wearing... um. Red fringe earrings for everyone who can't see on our <laughs> radio TV show. That All right, we... back to the music selection. They look more Chinese to me, actually. Is yeah, or they're definitely, isn't. they're definitely. Yeah, with the bun and just everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and... we got a glimpse. What, what so, that? so now that you guys know what I look like right now, I'm wearing. I have a high messy bun, some blonde highlights as of recent, and red fringe dangly earrings. That are from Forever 21. So if you want to get to, get a pair of your own, use code Alley15. For oh my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, can we talk back sure, to soccer? So I'm sure everyone cares about what's going on here right now. And cheese, bro, that was for you. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I heard it. I think you need to do it again. Yeah, so that was the intro to Is or Isn't. I want to is it or isn't. <laughs> oh, wow. It's kind of good, yeah. Okay. Some range Step there. aside, J-Lo. All right, <laughs> so is or isn't Mr. Diego Rubio, does his future lie with Sporting Kansas City or does it not? Here's well, my thing. Does it does it Terribly Terribly is, is or Diego Rubio's future with Sporting Kansas City or isn't it? That was better. Okay. Well, it <laughs> isn't. Rehearsed. It isn't, if I had to say. And one thing I'm curious about why is Diego Rubio only good when you throw him in in the last three minutes <laughs> it's like no honestly though it's like does he get this like adrenaline rush from not getting the start where he has to like prove himself and then he performs better because if that's the case then that's fine let that be his role because Could you we've say the seen same about Johan no <laughs> I wouldn't put that in the same because Johan's not expected to score 
Like, okay, Diego Rubio at center forward, he's gone in two times as a super sub and scored really important goals. Or maybe not the second one wasn't necessarily as important, but it was important for him. But the <laughs> first one, you know, he ends up tying the game. So he's gone in and scored two pretty impressive goals. But other than that, he's almost completely off the grid as a mm. center forward. Like, you don't even see him. He hardly does anything. His starts my, disappoint me. Yes, his starts mm. are disappointing. Well, and I think two, he did. He did yeah. it, there's only been two, and he just kind of disappears. So I'd rather him come in as a super sub and score and, you know, get that uh, adrenaline or anger or whatever it well, is I'd out. Say, <laughs> I'd say a super sub is a good role. Yeah. But does his salary justify that and his – yeah. This is MLS. I don't even – I don't even think you can look at that. Really? This is where we're at. Do the best with what we have right now. MLS is just weird. If your team Very. is looking – to sign a center forward in the transfer window and apparently a midfielder and a left back, according to what we saw today, is that salary something you can afford? Of course, there's other salaries we could talk about too. But There's so many ways to fund players yeah. in MLS that people look at. I've been definitely arguing the last couple of years you should not even pay attention to something labeled as a DP. It doesn't freaking matter anymore. Right. It used to be important that a player was, oh, that's a DP. They're the big name. They're expensive players. It's just one other method for acquiring players with TAM and GAM and uh, homegrown funds and other Garber bucks that are on the way. <laughs> it doesn't really matter anymore that a person's a DP. It, that comes into play much more in their transfer fee than it is the quality of the player. Because people are earlier in the year saying, how can you have Croze be a DP? That's the transfer fee. Okay, another way to look at it is, okay, so last year Rubio was Dwyer's replacement, right? And he did fairly well, right? But coming into this season, he starts the first game and doesn't get another start until now. He's been very few minutes as a sub. Do you think he's actually in Peter Vermees' plans? He is another tool in the toolbox for Vermees right now. Yeah. Diego was hurt there for a while. It mm-hmm. was kind of he, he was since he wasn't starting, nobody really missed him. Yeah. But he was hurt there for a little while. Um, so, yeah, he, he didn't get any time in that period. But he's still – he's a guy who can provide goals in the right time and place. But I would – would I be starting him right now? Probably not. I like what you just said there about him being another tool in the toolbox because I think, to me, that immediately made me think back to Peter Vermees talking about Christian Lobato and saying that he unlocked this potential – out of or that he found this potential in Christian Lobato in practice that served as that uh wing forward. Which then, you know, Lobato gets that goal against Minnesota and granted I know we'd say oh, against Minnesota, it doesn't matter. But like I think that there are a lot of moving parts that work in the offense. I just think with Vermees's comfort level and where he what he sees out of the overall team and what he expects out of the the starting lineup, I think it's going to stay consistent with Kyrie Sheldon, Daniel Shallowy, and Johnny Russell, even if the goals aren't always coming from them or they aren't always coming from that starting lineup. I think that that is going to be, that will be the solid front line with then that Diego Rubio coming in from time to time against certain teams as a super sub. Christian Lobato randomly getting that, I mean, the, 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 the jack of all trades truly with the team. Like, the guy can play every position except goalie unless we want to try him there. But, no, <laughs> that just should okay. have said no, no, no. So, another perspective, if you're Diego Rubio, do you want to be here? 
Yeah, I think so. Even if it's as a super sub. It's just going to be, for him, getting used to this new role and accepting this new role as he, you know, kind of came on. He was he was the starting guy last season, and he did fairly well. He didn't not score, but maybe this year. And I, that would be confusing. I feel like he is upset. So where, the team oh, – go ahead. Where do you – you know, if if you are Diego Rubio, where do you think you're going? Where Like, where else would you go? Do you think – but well, before I answer that, if I'm Diego Rubio and they sign a center forward in this transfer window, I'm thinking, where do I fit in? And well, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm young enough to do something better than this. Consistent play. Yeah. Where would he – who's who's going to give him consistent play is what I'm asking. You say that like a matter, matter of factly, but where is he going to do that? Lower leagues than MLS. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Teams that I think his. I think that there are plenty of players who would rather be a super sub in MLS than play in NASL. Well, that's the thing we don't know. Is that Diego Rubio? Is that his well, mindset, or does he like forget this? I just want to go somewhere else. The show with a lot of questions and not very many answers. Hey, well, some things we can't we can't read people's minds, <laughs> can we? I will say, okay, I guess this is like maybe not an answer, but an insight. I don't like Diego Rubio. From what I've seen and just like in the sense that, well, for one, I know for a fact he doesn't like to talk to media unless he plays. Exactly. unless they. So it's like to me right there, that is a light into that this is a guy who expects to start and to play. And if he doesn't, he's not happy. Right. Has some so bitterness about it. That, that says a lot. Like whether, mm-hmm. you know, that's about where about his future with the team or where he wants to go his next steps. I think that says a lot. And I think that he probably has had a really hard time adjusting this year, if I can imagine. We haven't, you know, I personally haven't. Oh, my God. That is literally terrifying. That, okay, for, I know that you guys can't see anything we're doing, but that has an insane photo of Diego Rubio making a very crazy, funny, scary face. Is is to just randomly show us pictures (laughs) in the studio, like, for no reason, basically. I didn't. Don't tell you worry, we should do it. We should do a caption usually. this contest with that photo because that is wild. Yeah. When? Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. You're right. That would be fun. Idea. And Bob, your question of is. I'm... <laughs> go, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. No, that is now showing pictures of me interviewing. And as anyone who's probably watched my videos knows, I one talk with my hands. Two, <laughs> yes, wear <you> <laughs> a lot of expression on my face. That's who I am, and I'm not going to change that. But nobody's <laughs> asking you to change. But it's fun. Okay, but you're making fun of me, so. <laughs> no, everyone. Yes. Always, everyone always makes fun of people who talk with their hands, and I'm one of those people, and it drives me crazy. Everyone should do that. Body language is is very key. I don't know if it making is. fun is the correct term. I'm just giving you crap about it. Okay. We're enjoying it. That's there's a different thing. Yeah. So if you don't watch the videos to get any post game insight from the players, at least watch to see me talk with my hands. <laughs> okay. That so was Cody, the last you picture say? you're showing tonight, Bad. <laughs> that one that Go one had, that one wasn't even relevant in any way. That was just he's just showing off his work here. <laughs> you don't you have, have an Instagram. On... You have an Instagram. Put it on Instagram. I did. Put it on your story. I put it on my feed, not my story. Well, put it on your story if you want to show it off again. I'll do it when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Bob. To yes, yes, sir. Your point of 
you know, what are you if you know, if Sporting Kansas City signs a center forward, mm-hmm. what is he thinking? Well, I I mean, I don't really care. That's what professional sports are. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he's worried about that, he needs to keep scoring off the bench. <laughs> I'm not like. I mean, he's under like we. It's he's playing for a job. It's it's not like. Oh sure. It's not like he has enough sway in this team to just control things by saying he doesn't want to play or, you know, complaining about that. If your role, play. say, at your job currently is diminished and it keeps getting diminished and diminished, what are you going to start thinking? But if but if we have – you're saying if we sign a center forward, then yeah. I don't care about him anymore, okay. if we're being perfectly I'm honest. I'm talking about Diego's perspective here. But, <laughs> but here's that's what I'm saying. I don't care because yeah, it's professional sports. <laughs> here's my thing, though. What about Gerso, too? Gerso went through almost the exact same demotion, in a sense. Like, he was a – leading goal scorer last year and he even more of a demotion he has even more of a demotion and i mean god bless everyone loves (laughs) everyone loves gerso's smile is like literally the happiest guy but i mean if i were him i think gerso has every more right to be angry than yeah i don't know you got two wingers you've got russell that plays out there you've got shawley that plays out there and then who's next gerso Okay, but you've got Rubio, you've got Belmar's played in front of him, Shelton's played in front of him, Shalloway has played in front of him, and they signed another one? Now you're number five. But I will say, I think the reason that Belmar and Shalloway played in front of him is because both of them have been huge scoring threats on the field. Granted, Belmar's coming well, from that's USL. That's you time. <laughs> and, I mean, I know Rubio didn't really get much USL, Spoke Park Ranger playing time this season other than maybe, what, one or two games? And still wasn't like highly productive, not like to a Belmar standard at least. Right. Granted, Belmar's played more minutes and you know in USL was spo- with with Swope, and he was really hot early. The and last hot early, couple yeah. Games that he's played in, he wasn't quite as much. Mm-hmm. And then Shallowy is just PV's guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's be let's be clear. He's not fifth in the depth chart. He started the last game. He started the most recent game. Right. But but yeah, Kyrie was coming off injury. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's it's not in that dire of a situation. Yeah, he's. It's he's, not like they're putting Igo Parra up at center forward before they're putting Diego Rubio. Well, let's change the conversation ever so slightly. What is Diego Rubio good at besides scoring off the bench? I mean, he doesn't hold up the ball like Kyrie does. He's not someone who takes people on one v one. He shoots what, better. He does have an accurate shot. Then who? Kyrie. Okay. <laughs> He scored more goals per minute than Kyrie has by yeah. far. Yeah, he isn't bad at hold up play. He isn't at Kyrie. I, and again, I like Kyrie, so this is not dinging on Kyrie. Yeah, uh, but he is not a great passer. He's made some good passes. He made a couple okay, really you're good to passes. Shelton or right, Shelton. Okay, all right. He's made a couple really good passes earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Like I, what the one back heel to Shallowy, I think. But he's done some really good passes, and he's done some good hold up play. He's not an extremely great passer. He doesn't play as strong as what he should at times. This last game, the exception, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But uh, so again, they're just different players. Yeah, sure. With different people there, if um, and I'll, I would just use an example: if we had Failhaber still, and Failhaber was playing like he was two years ago, I would say that Diego may be the better player in that spot right. because he's going to get fed balls. He doesn't have to come back to the center circle to retrieve balls all the time, which is where Shelton's been doing a lot. Right now, Sporting doesn't have a 10. 
Matter of fact, even when Felipe Gutierrez is there, he's not truly a 10. He's an 8-ish. Uh, I think he makes that point every other podcast. <laughs> I know, because it's I still true. Great, I think he's a great MLS 10. So, How many assists did he have? So basically what we're saying about Rubio is, is, is you know, I, and I, I just posed the question. I didn't hold up. We're saying You just that didn't have an answer. He's an important part of the tool box. Yes. And I, and I certainly agree. But still, if I'm Diego Rubio, I'm looking to get out. Which is a very, which is a completely different point. With, exactly. Part of the point so far has been that he's not worth it, essentially. And I don't agree with that. Yeah. But from a Diego point of view, if you're not getting consistent playing time and you don't have a logic or a, a, a good plan that you're going to be getting good playing time, yeah, I would probably be looking too. And I'd probably be asking my godfather to start spreading rumors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying he's done that. And Peter Vermees did speak on this today. I did pose the question, you know, does Rubio's future lie with Sporting Kansas City? And he he was ignorant of any rumors that were out there. And he said that no one has inquired or called or his technical words, called about I was just Diego. about to set you up for that to yeah. end, end this conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, you said he was careful. He didn't He didn't answer the question of – Is his is, future here? Is yeah. his future here? And that's, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean a lot, but I right. think, like you said earlier, Daniel Shalloway is his boy. If you ask him that, if you ask him the same question about Daniel Shalloway, at some point in there, he's going to be like, I would love to have him here for years. Right. right. Exactly. Good right. point. Wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. Um, yeah. So and, what he didn't say might be more revealing than what he did say. You're right. Yeah. Right. But you also gave him the out because you mentioned rumors, and he says, I don't know what rumors you're talking about. Yeah. And then when we said, it was his answer said, I haven't gotten any calls. So. All right. And notice my recall here. I'm going back to bother Thad. Um, you called him a number eight. And implied that him scoring goals and not assisting would make him more of a number eight? No. Actually, no. Well, that is. That was the logic you were using. Nope. Not at all. Fight. <laughs> okay, well, Fight. that's that's what I meant by I didn't hold up. I look at number tens as scoring and assist guys. So in And that number case, eights don't are, I don't look at as either of those guys. They can do both. Okay, well, he's still they more of a number ten. Less. He's a great MLS ten. He will fulfill that role for sporting, but he's not a classic 10 in any way, shape, or form. But the way sporting plays, they don't need a 10. It's, it's, it's not a 10 role. It's two eights. It's whether, and one of them may be more advanced. One of them may be more of a playmaker than the other. Like when Benny was there versus Roger, that, he was definitely more of a playmaker. But when you look at the positioning on the field, it's, it, the 10 is usually kind of sitting farther forward and creating all the plays. That's not the way it is with sporting, especially well, now. That difference that you distinguished between them was like honestly the difference that I think of between a, a ten and an eight, anyway. So, like that, there isn't that much of one, except that they're just playing a little more forward, a little more creative. But that's what I'm saying is really they're not that much difference with the way sporting plays. Yeah. Could Peter Vermees ever have an actual ten on his team? His tens traditionally don't play a whole lot of defense. <laughs> Or a nine. <laughs> yeah. That's so fair. it's it, the way Peter has them playing right now with the players he has. Now, maybe he will at some later point because this team doesn't play like they did five years ago. You know, five years ago it was smash mouth, run and gun kind of thing. Now it's possession, build the play up, and continue to get more and more skilled players that can possess better and break down other players, other teams. So, 
Smash mouth, run and gun. <laughs> that is my new favorite saying. <laughs> Anytime I ever describe soccer, that's just kind of like push it down your throat, like just send the ball forward and well, throw bodies. To go back to what you said, though, can Peter Vermees ever have a nine? Yeah, I guess Peter Vermees was a nine. And uh, But it is interesting that he had one of the best nines in the league in Kai Kamara, but never played him there. Because he saw him as a better winger because yeah. of the system. Which he was he, successful on the wing, but yeah. Because of the system that he wanted to play. Yeah. But I think Peter can definitely have a nine. Which nine has been really successful other than Dom, which well, was a smash I'm, I'm mouth not saying that. running gun. I'm saying he can definitely have one. Especially and since he, Suarez is his dream player. And you mentioned that today. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about the transfers, and uh, how did it go? You said. So no Suarez, and, and well, he's no, like, I, I Suarez said, it, want to come here? And you're like, well, doesn't everybody? Yeah. <laughs> I just said, I said, is it a little more difficult looking for players right now because of the World Cup? And he goes, no, nah, I don't see that being a problem for us. And I said, well, no Suarez? Thinking, you know, Suarez is kind of busy right now, not looking for, you know. <laughs> so I was just kind of joking with that. And he goes, what, he wants to come here? Yeah. And you're like, doesn't everybody? Well, Suarez is oh, his dream. so funny. His dream number nine, so. Well, it was funny at the time. Thad, you're a goof. <laughs> Did Vermees laugh? No, he's not an easy. <laughs> he's not an easy sell on that. He's pretty funny himself, though. He is, I know, but yeah, he but doesn't. He, he he's not gonna. He doesn't give out laughs very generously. <laughs> no, but when he uh, there's like a definite different level of uh, response. Okay, if I tell a joke to you, you laugh, right? I tell a joke to Peter, he may not laugh, but he doesn't frown. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> victory. <laughs> okay. The Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup 2018 uh, quarterfinals. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Did, uh, was there anything else we wanted to discuss? Paula. I know we were trying to not to do much, but no, you no. guys were like complaining about Amor and Zendejas. You guys were earlier. Cody didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on this game because it's mean, old I'll, news. Mine's so. pretty <laughs> he doesn't short. even. He didn't even want to talk about. It. He just did that just to make me mad. But Allie, say something about Amor. I mean, mine's pretty short other than like i just think that amor's speed is going to kill him in that position i remember one play specifically where amor lost the ball and then his process in getting back he Ilie was covering for him and it was like Ilie was almost the last man on defense and i'm sorry Ilie is a great player he does a lot for the team he should not be the last man back in that situation that isn't like a corner kick or something like yeah. that. It, ju- it was just, it was the whole time I, w- I just remember being like, <gasps> you know, very appre and it, and it took him more so long to get back. And like, he's strong and he's physical. He can get in the air well, but he's just, he needs the speed. That, that play was, it was a weird play. Well, that was the one. It was just the same as he was being aggressive, trying to go forward and mm-hmm. just lost it at a terrible time. Yes. And it was kind of, he was doing the same thing he did to get the assist in that Open Cup game. Right. Except this time he just lost the ball and it was in a terrible spot. And yeah, and yeah Ilya like, was the last resort there. I think Amor just needs to be smarter when when to play back and when to kind of hold and when to make those runs forward. Because sometimes those runs are going to be great, they're going to work, and it's going to be a beautiful goal by – was it was that one by Russell or was that by Belmar? The one uh, that he kind of said he started. He passed it to Belmar, Who to played, Russell. Yeah. yeah, so sometimes that's going to happen. It's going to be great, beautiful, awesome. But other times it's like yeah, you're going to lose the ball and Ilya's your backtracking guy. Uh, Amor's well, made like, some really good runs in this last game. He got caught a couple times mm-hmm. dribbling too much and yeah. ran into players. And again, like, he's not fast enough to – like when Ike makes when, – when Ike is dribbling, when Ike makes that run, 
he has such a burst of speed into space that oftentimes he's able to create an opening for himself, whereas Amor has a harder time. He gets kind of caught, like, in his feet, and it just kind of puts him in kind of iffy situations, I think. I, I will say, though, I think the comparison in this last game is not necessarily fair because we've seen him only for a couple games. Right. And previously he did those runs and did exceptionally well with them. Right. And he but this is against a harder team. This is against FC Dallas that we're comparing to. And But I was just kind of – the one thing I was going to kind of joke, jokingly compare, though, was he ran into a player and lost the ball. It's the same thing Shelton did, and he just got lucky that it popped up and went to Crozet. <laughs> Shelton's also not our center defender. <laughs> but to back up your point, I but he has Ike and Ilya back there. <laughs> but we got put Ilya in goal. Hold on, my my point with that play is you're you're focusing on like that all he did. You're acting like what Kyrie did on the play was like pass it to Crozet. That's not what, what that's not the value in the play. The value in the play was that he somehow took a. Ran down a fifty-fifty ball and somehow brought the play into the box. That's and the had impressive three thing. Three guys there. hanging off of it's, him, and then. yeah, the whole. It's not even ever that he like had possession. He was fighting for possession the whole time around, all alone with the the back which, line, which is a fair point. But I keep hearing people talk about how his great hold-up play. It wasn't. He didn't do one bit of hold-up play there. He was trying yeah. to dribble and he ran into defenders and lost the ball. No, no, no watch. Which is fine. What? He, he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't dribbling really though like what? he was it was more of like this constant battle like there's a difference between having yeah. the ball and dribbling it and having the ball and being like in a 50 50 fight which again position. is fair but I, I keep seeing people talk about how he did great hold up hold play up. what do you define well, hold up play playing with the with your back to the goal because that's exactly how he took possession of that ball with his back to the goal you, but I think you were just arguing that he didn't take possession of the ball he was fighting for it the whole time well, and but, he but, was so, so, but that, he that was. was like but okay, if that wasn't hold up play. I don't know what is. How is that not hold up play? Also, it's like why does why does he anyone care if he had though. why does why does it matter if he had possession? Because the ball, it was his. If he wasn't there, the ball would have been clear. We would have never scored that goal. It doesn't but matter. It's if not. He had it's possession. not that. But you're. But again, for that logic to hold up, it would be like it would have to be that we had possession before that. He was chasing down a fifty fifty ball and took that fifty fifty ball by kind of winning possession. Took it into the box. And then caused so many problems that all they could do was hopefully flail at the ball, and it was a terrible clearance and went right to Krause. But there's two different ways to look at this, okay? He either had hold-up play and he had possession of the ball, or no. he was fighting. <laughs> or I don't buy that right there. Exactly. Exactly what? He's he's reiterating what you're saying. He's supporting what you're saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. He, I, he did not have possession of the ball. He did not have hold-up play. He fought for the ball, which is good. Okay, it's good. I'm not saying it was bad. He was fighting for the ball. He was tr- he was fighting for the ball. He had momentary possession at best, and he lost it to a defender who then popped it up to Crozet. But lost so, it. But he also won it. Then you're not you're not saying that if you're if you're if you're saying he lost it. Then he did amazing work to win possession and take the ball into the box. He never had semantics. full possession of it. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. You're, you're, it is semantics on how what you're calling hold up play. Every the what what is required in hold up play is everything that he did in that. I understand you're like calling hold up play you, that you have to have the, the you know the possession, but it's still in hold up play. You have to be able to body a guy off. Which he did cause a lot I, of problems. He did, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, <laughs> and that's 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 what I mean. I think, except I think for it's... the part where he had possession, which he didn't really have control of the ball. So then, you can't right. be mad at him for losing the ball. 
I never said I was mad at him for losing the ball. I'm saying it wasn't hold-up play. It wasn't great hold-up play. He did great fight for the ball. But people, I keep seeing people talk okay, about it. Okay, but here's, here's where I come in. How was it not great hold-up play if it resulted in a freaking goal? Yeah. Like, how what... What okay, better okay. so let, let me let me pose this. It was a, it was attacking play, this. if okay. anything, because we he took it into the box. Let me be the voice of reason here. Was the reason the defender the box? popped the ball up because he made a bad decision and he didn't have time to do anything else because of Shelton's pressure, or was it because of Shelton's pressure? I mean, it was a as players were both fighting for that ball after through Kyrie's strength, the play was taken into the box. Kyrie got like one final touch on it, mm-hmm. and it was very quickly at that defender who was not didn't have all the time to react to it. He just swung at the ball. Kyrie was causing problems. That defender took a wild swing at the ball to clear it. Yeah, he I was think- a good eight yards away from Shelton. So what I'm saying is, is the guy was not pressured by Shelton anyway to do what he did. He just screwed up. I, I agree I'm, that yeah. he screwed yeah, up. Yeah. I have no okay. qualms with that. Uh, but I will okay. say, though, that I don't think that guy would have reacted so hot potato with that situation had Shelton not been... Like, he was obviously feeling the pressure from that that build-up and that hold-up that hold up play that we saw. Well, we should call him in for an interview and ask Kyrie, him. Kyrie, <laughs> God dang it. Like, he, he ran down that ball that I thought he had no business getting to. I thought it was from, from Krause's header. I thought it was the defender's ball. And he somehow bodied him off, and then somehow, through strength, the play was taken into the box. And that is all I'm saying was great play. And that alone, right there, was better than anything that Rubio did for Of course, me. I've been yes. trying to pull the I'm replay, not making this my about Rubio. Working, so. It's all about Rubio. <laughs> I wasn't responding to you there. <laughs> Well, that was fun. Like, why, do I, why, do I, why do I get You're so passionate up, about Allie. why? It really bothers me that people don't see the value of that, I know. Of that play. I think, well, because, like, okay, it goes back to kind of my degrees. thing. I think some people really expect, like, every single, like, play leading up to a goal to be this, like, beautiful thing. Yeah, Guess what? Right a goal is a goal. And if you get it in with your, L, like, with your did, freaking. Did I say that Shelton was horrible player for that? Did I say that no, he. I, and no, and this isn't me criticizing you. Because I know that a lot of what you're saying it is what not people a good are play. saying. And I'm also comparing it to a little bit to what Amor was doing earlier was that he was trying to dribble right. and he lost the ball and the ball bounced, luckily, to Krause. Mm-hmm. Shelton did not play it to Krause. The defender did, okay? And again, it was because Shelton did work to get that ball there, whether it was full possession mm-hmm. or he's fighting for it or any of that other semantics, right? But I don't, do not, and I will not call that hold-up play. Okay, well, that was pressure, and it was what, what people don't see that Shelton does really well. He does do that really well. Okay, so because the, the semantics of that word is, is seemingly what is bothering you in this whole debate, <laughs> to say, not call it hold-up play, but you'll say he did everything that is required of hold-up play, he did on that play. No, did he pass the ball to anybody? <laughs> hold-up play is you get possession, you, you pass it off to the somebody. The key word of hold-up hey, play is hold. Well, he didn't hold the ball. He'd never, he either never had possession or he had it for so, such well, a little time that he didn't do anything with it. What was that. the bottom line on that play? Croze got lucky. I'm I'm saying he was fighting for the ball and it led to a goal, and that sounds like the bottom line of fold up play. That last part was just to really bother him. I just wanted to like get in there <laughs> at the end, <laughs> and then because I get to move on to the next subject here, the Lamar Which Hunt is. U.S. Open Cup 2018 Houston Dynamo for the fourth year in a row. I see where we're going. Should we talk about that? Do you want to discuss do our qualms with the current format of this tournament? 
that I'm, format is. I'm tired. The region, the regional format. Mm-hmm. I'm very tired of the Houston Dynamo. They need to hold up on this stupid regional play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go with the puns. <laughs> that was that was waiting for the chance over there. Okay, is that everyone? Is anyone for this regional? I I was for a long time. It makes sense to me. The only reason I would be is because the economics of it. Well, and then yeah, and you know, like we played St. Louis FC, like that was cool for them. Like that was that's a cool part of the tournament. Right, that that is true. But then that stopped <laughs> that stopped happening. Now we just play the Dynamo <laughs> every year. That's uh, because St. Louis FC sucks. That's they, true. They can't get by anybody. Yeah. So the alternative is just uh, put them in a hat and pull them out randomly. Yeah, which is easier for the FA Cup in England when they're all so close. Right. And my point with that, like I'm I'm probably cool with that. I guess I would like to see that. But everyone already complains about the you know, is the Open Cup worth it or do you put a full lineup there? They they talk about the impact it has on a regular season. Then yeah, maybe we shouldn't be flying across the country for this midweek game. U.S. soccer misses out so many times on what they can do to make this better, okay? In this particular case, they could have moved Nashville into the same bracket with Sporting uh, and moved Houston over to a bracket with Atlanta, and it would have been somebody different, okay? Uh, At least one of us, at least one of these teams would have been something different, okay? They could have intelligently said, okay, instead of, like, trying to come up with some stupid little particular region, they could have moved a couple of teams around. The plane flight from here to Houston versus Houston to Atlanta is nothing. Right, okay? right. It's, there's no difference there. Um, well, that's that's we're in the middle of the country saying that. I mean, if Orlando has to go play L.A., it's a different story. No, and, and I agree, but they, could, they already could have done something this year to at least change that up. But for the future... MLS teams are already budgeting for plane travel anyway, and they can that, – that was squeaky. I don't know if that shows up on the sound, but there's a lot of things they could do. First of all, U.S. Soccer does a horrible job of promoting this tournament and getting any like TV revenue out of it. Okay, not until the final does anything show up on TV. Not even on TV, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've asked about that in the past. And U.S. Uh, why? Because like Sporting wanted to put one of the games on TV, like back when it was you know Metro Sports or some other local channel. They wanted to do it, and I asked why they weren't doing it. Because you know, I mean, they would have done it for free. Essentially, it would have been just a free trade at that point. Um, they wouldn't have had to pay to get it on there. And U.S. Soccer wanted such a high dollar amount that neither the team or the station or com- combination was willing to pay it. So oh, I don't know if that's Lord. currently true. Okay, so this was a few years ago, but that was back when there was even less interest in the, you know, there was... Yeah. So U.S. soccer shoots itself in a foot for doing that sort of thing. So if they promote this better, which they seem to be trying to promote it a little bit better, they're still not very good at it, but they seem to be at least trying to promote it a little bit better. But they could do that and take some whatever TV revenues, put that into a fund for travel so that, like, a Nashville a smaller team, which quite honestly, these USL teams that are still in the, the tournament right now are mostly big enough that they can afford the travel as part of it also because they're getting 10,000 people there. You know, it's not... Like, this late in the tournament, yes, but... Well, early in the tournament, still keep it regional. I mean, absolutely. Right. Because there's enough teams in the tournament early on that it doesn't matter. You know, you're, you have amateur teams in there, USL teams. You'll have, in the future, USL 3, USL 2 teams. PDL. So, uh, PDL teams, 
So NPSL, all these other ones. Okay, so you'll have all those teams initially that it's the travel is relatively local for everybody. So that doesn't matter as much. So just have a fund that comes from TV dollars that, but you got to get it on TV. Well, I figured the response to why is it not on TV is probably just to look at the live stream viewers, which is like a few hundred. <laughs> See, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like that sucks to talk about, but like I watching the live streams, you can see how many people are watching these games. No, that's that's valid that there's not a ton of people watching them, but it's also not the flipping the channels and seeing it on Fox Sports I 1. Know. Yeah, that's the that's, right. There's a big difference there of I have to go to my computer and sit there and watch it on a live stream with pretty mediocre cameras and coverage and lighting and announcers and all that crap. Well, it's normally not even that. It's like if you're my parents, it's like they'll turn it on the TV, but like they're not going to try to watch it on their phones. Right. Actually, they did, but you know but uh, but still it's there's more people like that that are not that are just like you said if it's on TV it's on TV but they're not going to search it out online but if it's on TV more people will watch it and two you'll actually get some kind of ad revenue from it you know not much but some so anyway any any dollars and any exposure is better than getting no dollars for it Cody I mean both Seinfeld fans you remember yeah Seinfeld episode why will people watch it? Because it's on TV. It's on TV. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet it's not. <laughs> nice. Solid reference, Bob. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we – we have some audio. Thad has some audio from Vermise. Shall we take a listen? Sure. Let's. Uh, very – you know, probably one of the best teams uh, right up there with um, Atlanta. Okay. I'm going to pause that right there. All right, Peter. The best team in MLS. How many, is it, that's like the 17th time we've heard that this season. <laughs> one of the best. Uh, very, you know, probably one of the best teams uh, right up there with um, Atlanta on the counter. Uh, team will have to be really uh, alert to for 90 minutes um, just because of how quick they are to get out, um, especially with their wingers center forward and they're, they're, they're uh, underneath uh, or attacking midfield, whatever you want to call them. They, they, they get out really quickly and they're, they're very explosive and they scored a lot of goals in the league. So that's something that we're going to have to be really aware of. Um, uh, outside of that, we're going to have to be also focused on our game. Um, um, it's always a battle with us against those guys. And so it's, I, don't, I don't perceive it to be anything but that. Okay, knowing that... How will Peter Vermees counter their counter-attacking abilities? <laughs> counter the counter? Well, as we say every game, possession, 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 right? And no stupid giveaways. Endangered simple games. as that. Yeah, that sounds yeah, easy, right? Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah, the answer. Counter -attacking, That's the answer Peter would give, too. In the counter-attacking, you wait for a mistake, so just don't make any mistakes. <laughs> exactly. <That's, laughs> soccer's easy. We can go home now, right? What are we talking about? <laughs> it's simple, but hard. Yeah. Truly. Ilya is going to have to stay home, protect that back line, you know? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I think uh, prediction-wise, it's going to be Ike and Ilya center back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously. Thad just looked up at me like I was had no. 40 heads. Well, what? Let's, no. let's talk about defense. Is Beesler going to be ready to go? Peter, doesn't sound like it. Peter said he would be a game day decision, but 
considering he's not he did, I don't think he practiced today. Um and he didn't practice for the last few days. I think they're still resting it to make sure he's okay. You'd you'd much rather make sure he's okay than risk him and being out for long term. So mm-hmm. I kind of doubt that he will be, but if anybody could like just practice on Friday and play on Saturday, it would be him. Right. That's true. But I I do agree. I I think that they'll probably rest it. Like we saw that with Kyrie and Johan, you know, probably let it rest if I had to guess maybe a game more than they may have needed to, even they were just unsure. And yeah, I I actually saw Kyrie and during the break and he was, yeah, he goes, yeah, I could play now. Yeah. Uh, and it was still another game or two before he played mm-hmm. and just getting in this last game. So yeah. Yeah. As Matt himself said this morning, he says, I'm going to try to do as much as possible to be ready, but we also have to be smart. Said we'll assess more Thursday into Friday and make a smart decision. So, and the captain himself. Yeah, and despite what Allie was saying about Amor, Beesler had good things to say about him. Bob, was that your audio that you sent me? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to mention this earlier when Allie was talking about Amor. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to stop it immediately after she was done giving her spiel and then immediately play Beesler's talk positive about him <laughs> so she could sound stupid. But. Well, luckily, edit. luckily well, Cody, you edit this podcast. So if well, you want to do think, that, you though, can. What, what Beesler said kind of backs up what you said. Is Beesler was saying, you know, he does a good job of focusing on his strengths. And he did kind of caveat it a little bit by saying, so far, he's done a good job of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think Beesler realizes some of the things that were mentioned. And I, I just think that his weaknesses are going to be an adjustment for how that back line typically plays. So. And But so far, his only weakness is he's slow to get back after he loses the ball after dribbling it up half the field. <laughs> yeah, slow is, I mean, yeah, slow and is maybe really not the thing. Slow, and then also I think in terms of just like that back line, that kind of IQ, like Matt Beasler has been playing that position with this team for how many years now? Like he just like some twenty years or something. It might as well be twenty <laughs> years. Like he yeah, literally a lack of cohesiveness he, before guess. he even you know he just literally has been such a strong force in that back line. And I think that to fill those shoes, like that is like I know a lot of players on this team, oh big shoes to fill, but like Matt Beasler may have the biggest shoes to fill in terms of just experience and skill and just communication, communication with everyone. On with the field. everyone. I know we've talked about, like, do we have a leader on the team or is he the best leader, best communicator? He does have such a strong presence back there, and he does kind of keep that back line intact. And I think that a more maybe some of his difficulties in that position or some of the times where he wasn't as strong maybe were coming from that. So. Well, Sticks I time. think also it's going to make a difference with Milia in goal as opposed to Zendayas. Very true. Definitely. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, and the only – that last game – with Zendayas was the only time I've ever had anything other than like glowing reviews of Amor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it very well could be Amelia mm-hmm. calling shots back there is what he needs. Yeah. So the combination of those guys may not be the best. Right. But I, I mean, cause I'm still pretty high on Amor. I don't oh, think yeah. his negatives are that bad right. at this point. Agreed. He's not Beasler, but that's right. The, there's well, that's nobody expected. that is. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's Ike because nobody else is. Um, and I don't want you to think I was coming down so hard on Amor. I'm not, like, so displeased, and I don't think that he has a future with the team. I think he has plenty of room to grow in a future, but I just think that... Well, here's the fact. We are less athletic without Beasler and Madronda on the field in the back line. 
Perfect transition. I was just about to ask about Madronda. Still out? Still on? Now the phrase is that he's on a timetable to come back. Which, but we don't literally know means nothing. He's <laughs> on a timetable to come back. That is just uh, still not practicing. Pure sporting Kansas anything? City front office so, gold. But a bone they, bruise, which is what it is. We correct, actually kind of follow is, the same system: yeah. accurate, partial information. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. take our cues from the boss. <laughs> that's, that's why we only have accurate, partial information. <laughs> yeah, because nobody is feeding us the stuff on the side. But um, uh, yeah. As I was going to mention one other person, Cody saw at the Open Cup game, Lobato, like a Kramer in the episode where he has too tight of jeans trying to move oh. <laughs> down to his seat at the game. But he yeah. had knee braces full from thigh to calf on both both yeah, of what, his legs. What Bob is, or just to paint the picture because it's radio, <laughs> um, if you have ever seen Seinfeld, the episode where Kramer was stuck in the jeans and he was trying to sit down in the chair in, the, in that in in his little play he was doing, um, and couldn't do it. That is what Lobato looked like. He had two heavy duty uh, braces on both of his legs and hobbled it like hobbled under the you know the sweet deck and sat down at an angle slowly. So uh, he's probably not playing. Oh no, definitely not. Yeah. He is also on a timetable to come back. Yes, he is. Okay, so we got more Jalen. I'm cool with that. I'm so cool with that. I'm a huge Jalen Lindsay fan. So now he is the only, well, Seth. Actually, Seth is back in practice. That's right. Seth is back in practice. There you go. Colton Storm. <laughs> are you, no, no one If we're talking about players that are available. Oh Yeah, he's available, but he's still, he's the right back that everybody said couldn't play left back, and he did a little bit, and it's okay. <laughs> Well, so even though Lindsay is a right back playing left back, do you play Lindsay at left back over the actual left back of Seth Sinovic? Ooh, that's a really good question, Cody. That's like the best question you've had all day. Aha! Tactically, Sinovic would probably be a better option as far as dealing with a counterattack and being smart. If that about was that. his focus, like he says, yeah. yeah. I would almost say if Beasler was in there, I'd put Lindsay there. Just yeah. because of the speed and et cetera. Without Beasler there, though, I might go with Seth if he's ready to play. Because being back in practice doesn't mean he's ready to start. Right. Yeah. But means he's getting closer at least. But just because of his experience, I would probably go with Seth in that case. Yeah, that's fair. I like Jalen, though. Yeah, I do too. He's... He's the guy of the future. It just seems like he already fits. He just belongs. There's I I've never really not that he's like played that amazing, but I've never felt like oh, he he's got a lot to learn or he you know, he needs to learn specifically this before, you know. I don't know. He 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 seems pretty well-rounded and smart, makes mm-hmm. has a good IQ so far. And he's just going to get better. He's just 18 and Right. Yeah. And I, and it's like with him, I feel like he's not going to have this like insane just like breakthrough year i just feel like each year it's just going to be this like this you know grand kind of progression because he already like you said he already has so much of the like essentials that are just like innate with who he is like athletically and just in his soccer iq and i just think that you know busio you know i think we're going to kind of have like this kind of breakthrough like once he, mostly when he kind of gets those like man muscles same with like shallowy even it's yeah. like jalen's already had he already has the build to like keep up physically and like kuzane exactly. like kuzane was getting this 
Yeah, the physicality. That's one thing. Like that's, I think like. that's what, with him, it's like, it, now it's just going to be the experience and <laughs> really like the experience and getting to play around some of these guys more and then. Yeah, Jalen is physically ready to play at MLS, uh, so that's not the problem. Yeah. He's, he's played with the U-17 national team. Um, he's, he was in Bradenton for a year. He had, he was, you know, played with Swope a little bit. He's got all that tools already and Mm -hmm. he's, I mean, I really would not be upset if he was starting outside back at either side. I mean, other than losing Zussi, I mean, I don't Mm want to lose Zussi because he's right. He's Zeus. Yeah. I mean, he's, you mean that overpaid outside back according to who too many people, Thad, (laughs) <laughs> I would agree with you on that also, Cody. Too many people Twitter think Twitter makes that. me angry. <laughs> There's a song called Too Many People. Anyway. All right, so midfield, are we going to yes. assume it's Croze, Ilie, and Roger? Roll with the hot hand of Johan. Or you stay with Kuzain, who's gotten us there so far. Mm, I wouldn't say Kuzain's gotten us <laughs> there so far. I would say he was a part of, you know, he was out there. But I, I think, like, just based on what Peter kind of said about him, like, you know, again, with that physical aspect, I think he's going to definitely get maybe a start in the next Open Cup game, but I don't think he'll get the start again. Yeah, Ilya, Roger, and Johan um, this match. If, if he's either 90-minute fit or they plan on bringing in Kuzain partway towards mm-hmm. the end. Because right. quite honestly, right now they're very short on midfielders. Yeah. Well, that's one reason we're probably looking for one in the transfer window, apparently, too. So. All right. So up front. <laughs> <laughs> up front, we going with Shelton. Bob has <laughs> Bob has been low key referencing a, a source that we don't like to mention around here. <laughs> well, a source. <laughs> there goes Cody. I mean. Okay. That Cody though. <laughs> That kind of that. <laughs> that's why that's why I, I named it that. That's why they call me that. They. So are we Shelton, shall we, Russell? The trilogy. Yep. SSR. Hi. SSR. I like it. Okay. I don't know who else you put there at this point. I mean, well, shallow, uh, uh, Shelton's back. He's fit, right? Well, he got just as much time. He got more time than Croze did last game, so. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, my question would be if they're either one of them is 90 minute fit at this point, but if you go into it, planning on subbing both of them, perhaps you do start both of them. Uh, Vermees did say that he's, he's playing, he's getting them back fit by practice, which normally, you know, he doesn't say that he normally says that game, you know, you got to get game fit by playing games. Right. Well, we've got flexibility in the front line. We can move things around if we need to. So We have our super sub Diego Rubio. And Shall We can play in there. And Gerso, Gerso could play, come yeah. could come in. Shall We could be in the middle. Right. Which actually, that could be also the start, too. Could be Gerso, Shall We, and Russell, mm-hmm. and bring in Shelton at a little bit later point. Could be. Listen to all those weapons. Just lethal. And people are like, oh, is this team. I'm not saying those are team, all lethal. But. Is this team built to, built to withstand the whole season? Yes, they are. Yes. They're built yes. to withstand the whole season if Peter uses them all so they're not dead at the end. And Although my, that was not the problem last year. And my favorite asterisk this is all without Felipe. That's a good point, Cody. I was going to bring that up, too. <laughs> the guy who would be probably in the talks of being in the league MVP right now. 
Yeah, we this it's not mentioned enough. I, I'm I'm all for not making excuses, but it is not mentioned enough. What could have been right now? Well, well they're doing awesome right now. Be. No, I know. But Top I'm of the table without a league MVP. With... It's crazy. And the good news is he's doing more and more, so he he's getting closer and closer to at least getting back to practice. He made an appearance on behind the shield. Yes, he did briefly. Yeah, congratulating his backup. How about Madronda's response on that video? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I liked Peter though. Peter was straight geeking out on yeah, like three was. different occasions. That <laughs> was like Zidane's goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That was... And then the, the camera turned around and looked at him. He's like jumping up and down. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be the best goal of your career, right? Yeah. <laughs> Behind the shield, there's so much good stuff in there. Kudos to the team on that. Yeah. Well, hey, you guys did a good job with your convo and the cauldron or whatever, wherever you ended up calling it. Uh, well, I, thank you. I'm hoping to. Like, they need to. They need to let us go behind the shield. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we had a lot of fun, and I know I've been thinking of some new ideas of fun, like cauldron-related things that we can do for future games. So, if any cauldron folk listening to this podcast have any ideas for us, you can drop them in the comments or send them to us on social media because we listen not to all you. All about the cauldron. We want to claim. Okay. You're right. <laughs> Everywhere. We want to claim a section in the cauldron and have people come up to us. Yeah. <laughs> come talk to us. You know? But like... That wasn't paying attention. Yeah. No, I was. I was trying to think up a, a new name, but everything I, know, I, I came I don't up like, with was not working. And I love alliteration, the blue so it video. has to be... Well, I was going to do like keeping up with the cauldron, but then I was like, ugh, that's kind of like... Smart girl. Alliterations are my favorite. I love alliterations. Alliterations. Someone once told me this. Alliterations are the cocaine of writing, and it's like <laughs> literally so true. <laughs> that like I, that makes sense to me. I get. It. I know. I know. Like, I understand know, the line. Because you thinking. get that feeling when you come up with a good alliteration. <laughs> We're obsessed over here. Are you guys not on the same page with this? Is this a generational the shades difference? Shades of blue. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're so fun. So I'm a. I do a lot of copywriting for my job, and anytime I can get a client. To go with an alliterate, like a concept that uses alliteration, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is amazing. Timeless. This is great. It's Alliter- timeless. When alliterations will work uh, uh, 200 years from now if the planet makes it that long. If people still <laughs> communicate that way with yeah. words, <laughs> we're gonna be communicating with numbers somehow. These Our two, minds. <laughs> these two are sitting here on the other side of the studio, just trying to come up with yes. an alliteration to we, end we this are. segment. It's I think. hot dog pun 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I, I couldn't really come up with alliteration, but I was just like TBTV. But see, that's what you know? if, if, oh, if, I like the, the, the blue team. I, I'm not saying it's great. I mean, that no. was the best one I came up with. That so wasn't far, bad. Though. You're getting I there. Like, we're on. We're on to something. So stay tuned so for you whatever want to go great TBT name. TBT or Shades of Blue, or do BTTV without the first What's T? What's BT? Blue Testament TV. <laughs> just without the first T. <laughs> BT you know, go to bed. TBT talk. You removed one letter and it changed the entire essence of the entire Threw everything off. BTV. Big hmm. time video. No. Um, have to come up with something. I'm sure we will. Not do we talk about Houston anymore, Cody? Let's not or? do it on the air. No, I think we're moving past that. Okay. Naturally. Are they good? Do you want to do inve- uh, investments is what I was about to say? I don't know where that came from. Do you uh, need to go to bed? Yeah. There's, there's a Wells Fargo ad on the on the screen of this TV. <laughs> Uh, predictions. I mentioned that to be There's today. a TV right there. It's still. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Speaking okay. of Wells Fargo, are you ever going to forgive Landon Donovan? Yeah, I mentioned that to yeah. Beasley today. 
That doesn't that doesn't bother me all that much. I me mean, neither, really. I've always been I, I like in the in the NCAA tournament. I'm a KU fan. I'll root for Big Twelve teams. In the World Cup, I'm not gonna root against Concacaf. I, I mean, I'm not gonna root for Mexico to like make the quarterfinals. I'll be I'll be rooting whoever's playing them in the knockout round. But like, yeah, Concacaf, advance, get there, show the world. I did like Bocanegra's tweet. I think it was Bocanegra. My next team or second team is Wells Fargo. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, I mean, Lando, <laughs> make that money. I'm not really mad at it. I, you know, do your thing. It's how the world works. This is America. Yeah, and you should be rooting for America, not Mexico. <laughs> well, we we can't, Thad. Yeah, we should. I agree. We should. I wish it, I wish we could. could. Still be rooting for America. Could if I would, but I can't, so I won't. Mexico's that's, a part that's of the, the Americas, Thad. Part of the Americas, <laughs> but not part of America. Yeah, but doesn't success of CONCACAF in the World Cup improve our future success the way it's viewed hey if panama goes all the way then we have some justification for losing out to panama exactly <laughs> but there is a except we lost out to honduras though technically well <laughs> who panama then lost too. to australia i mean come on there's a little bit of a difference like saying okay if Concacaf does well i'm okay with that or you know it's good for us and blah 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 but to actually just like wear a rooting for mexico shirt that's no well yeah, yeah but he's got mexican heritage and Landon he got donovan yeah that's a, he didn't say Mexican heritage. He said where he's played, he's played with a lot. Like the yeah, Mexicans have influenced well, his soccer okay. career. All right, yeah, he's he, definitely he not Mexican. In, where he grew up, he interacted Southern with California. a lot of Latinos. Yeah, um, Bocanegra so has Mexican yes, heritage, does, yeah. and he is like, no, that's wrong. That is our biggest rival. You do you do not root for our, our biggest rival. And I completely agree with him. You do not root for the biggest yeah. rival. I like that. I like I like players saying that. But also, I'm not going to be that mad at Doesn't Lando. Doesn't mean he's right. I'm not going to be that mad at Lando for this. The one thing is he should never, because he's like uh, been an assistant coach or coach like a U17 team or something, he should never coach an American team for having having done that. Donovan? Yeah. He's a commentator. Isn't that the path he's going? He's not trying to coach, is he? He's been a coach with like one of the youth national teams. Oh. And he's, he's wanting to be the owner of San Diego, isn't he? One of the owners. Yeah. Yeah. So he but he should not be coaching any US national team teams, period. He not now. Sort of fighting words. I'm fine with that, I guess. I'm just not mad about any of this. I like all sides of this. Lando, make that money. Okay, any other World Cup takes? Find anybody we should, like, sign? <laughs> if we could. Cristiano keeps doing it different ways. Got to give him cred. Where does that Russian Cherishev play? Can we afford a Russian? He probably plays for Moscow, I think. I don't know that we could afford a Russian. They're pretty corrupt. <laughs> For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts? Thad, say something prophetic. Houston is one of the best teams in the league. <laughs> 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 uh, There's about 17 best teams in the league, according to Peter Vermees. 
and his political responses. And we play. And we beat all of them, so they're going to go beat the best team in the league again. They do seem to have a habit of going up against the team that is hottest and then coming away with the result, be it a win or a draw. No, they're, I, I don't think it's ever going to change. Sporting Kansas City plays to their opponent. It's every single time. They'll, they'll be able to go to Atlanta and make a game out of it, but Colorado at home will always be difficult. For <laughs> some freaking and reason. And that is why every team in the league is the toughest team. Parody. Okay. I'm, we're losing the, I, we're losing that other half of the studio alley. They're on their phones like a bunch of millennials. Oh. So, I'm just closing my window. So I'm ending done. this. Until next week. No problem. Go sporting. Go sporting. Woo! Anything to shake this place.